Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love. Ranton and Burkowski's holding. Ranton and he's tripped up into the board. Finally coming to Tampa and Rantanen is down. He bounces up. We'll check on Rantanen, but there's a power play for the Avalanche when we come back. Rantanen not happy. He will be looked at and we will keep you updated on his status. Dr. Hockey. Welcome to the Dr. Hockey Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert and I am on via Skype with Dr. Jason Berkeley, who is reeling over the trade activity in the NHL this week. Jason, how are you doing? Well, I'm not reeling, I wouldn't say, but I'm definitely I'm definitely noticing a bit of a trend here, and it looks like the uh, if you took the cover of the movie Slapshot and put the Kings there instead of the Charlestown Chiefs with a sign that says for sale, that I believe that's what's going on here. <laughs> They're literally having a fire sale. Everything must go. They've lost their lease. I mean, it's... It's you know started off with Campbell, their, their goalie, uh, going to Toronto, um, and it's now carried over to Toffoli, who went to Vancouver for Brock Besser and Michael for uh, um, excuse me for um, not for Brock Besser, but was traded to uh, uh, Vancouver because because um, of Besser was injured because of Besser and Furland. So Besser has a rib cartilage injury fracture, I should say. Um, and if you want to discuss the rib fracture injury and cartilage, um, that would be probably be beneficial to the audience because um, I, that's something that's not a readily um, healing and an easily healing injury. No, absolutely not. And I am probably one of, not few, but one of uh, a very select number of surgeons who have as much experience working with rib cartilage as anybody else. So, Jay, tell us about the rib cartilage and exactly what the function is and what it does and how it's, uh, when it's injured, what, what happens. Funny you should ask, Jason. The rib cartilage is actually part of the spring mechanism of the chest wall in that the way that the ribs connect to the sternum is through a piece of cartilage, which is very springy and soft and is not hard like the bone of the rib. And so that cartilage gives you like a shock absorber and a uh, little bit of play in the system for not only breathing, but also for trauma. And typically Mm -hmm. the most, uh, the athletes that injure their rib cartilage the most are golfers 
Because of the torquing motion, the twisting that they do? Correct. And they typically get like an inflammation where they take some anti-inflammatories and it gets better. But tearing of the rib cartilage is super painful. Now, the rib cartilage does heal. Unlike other part pieces of cartilage like knee cartilage or, or shoulder cartilage, rib cartilage will grow back. The perichondri- When I take out a rib cartilage to fix somebody's nose, which I do probably twice a week, mm-hmm. that rib cartilage does regrow. And all I have to do is close the perichondrium, the lining of the rib, in a uh, tube, and the rib cartilage will grow back between the rib bone and the sternum. Interesting. So I think uh, if you have probably the way that, and, and I don't know the mechanism well, what's, of the injury. What's, well, Jay, what's the typical time frame for that to regrow or to repair itself, do you think? Six months to a year. Yeah, because that's the thing is that they're saying that, that Besser is going to be potentially out for reevaluated in three weeks. I mean, I don't know how this thing's going to heal if he has a true cartilage fracture there in the rib, rib cartilage. He's going to be expected to play potentially the rest of the season. I think that's why they kind of went after to Foley to kind of give them a little insurance policy here. It depends on the mechanism of the injury. If he injured it like a golfer with a big slap shot, which is what I would expect that he did, mm-hmm. um, then, then he should get better in, you know, three months, but three weeks is pushing it. And then also um, Michael Furlan on the, on the Canucks also is out for the season now with concussion syndrome. Brutal concussion symptoms. So yeah, so there's just two guys that are pretty, pretty important to this Canucks team as they're making a run, and I think that the acquisition of Toffoli, you know, who obviously just had the first hat trick and and um, winner, you know, outdoor game uh, so far, uh, I think was a perfect pickup, and I think it's a good thing for Toffoli to kind of get a new team, and and uh, uh, I'm surprised they traded him to someone pretty much in the same <laughs> same division, but. Either way, I think it's something that is, it's going to be good for, for both parties, all three parties involved. But um, that was one of the, 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 in the trades that kind of caught my eye. Uh, the other one is another one that just happened. Before you where, move on to that, could I just say yeah. something about the Toffoli yeah, yeah. trade? Sure, go ahead. I saw a picture of Toffoli wearing a Vancouver Canucks jersey on my Instagram feed. It looked really weird. <laughs> it didn't look right. It's one of those things like, like seeing Joe Namath wearing a Rams jersey. It just yeah. doesn't, you know, not that Toffoli's like Joe Namath. I'm just saying that when you see a player that you're accustomed to seeing in a certain jersey, it, it just, it doesn't, it's just, it doesn't sit right. No, definitely yeah. not. It's pretty weird. But what can we do? That's the nature yeah. of the NHL. He had, he had to move along. So, so your next, the other one, next the, trade, which the, one are you? The we, next one was Alec Martinez. Uh, going in from the Kings again, another Kings player who's been one of their linchpins over the last couple of years, uh, going to the Golden Knights again in the division, which I'm very, very surprised about because typically you don't see players like that going to a team in the same division. Same, con- you know, it's just it's it's very rare to see that. They'll usually want to get them out of their, you know, uh, out of their main rotation of of, of games. Um, but uh, I think this is a good move again for uh, Vegas um, because it's certainly you know not going to hurt to have a guy like Martinez in their lineup. But also, I mean, it just goes to show the Kings fans. I think that the team and you know Rob Blake are pretty much committed to a rebuild, and they're really going to go all out for picks and for doing whatever they can. Um, 
Well, they have to. I mean, I think they really need to have like a, you know, a New York Rangers uh, two years ago fire sale, you know, flush and do whatever they can to to build on, you know, the, the young talent that they have. Albeit there, there's there's not not much that's, you know, shining brightly right now. But, you know, guys like uh, Adrian Kempe and, and Ayafalo and, uh, you know, they've and Luft. I mean, these these guys are the future of the Kings franchise. And, mm-hmm. you know, they have to they got to try to keep the good stuff, which I assume they're going to keep Dowdy and Kopitar around. And then they're going to flush whatever else they can and get whatever they can for it in in a uh, in a rebuild that's going to take five to seven years. Well, plus, didn't didn't Vegas just get Carlson back? I think wasn't he injured or something recently, and they just just, just kind of came back. I think. Uh, so, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. about that. But, but I, I mean, know he's, that... he's 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 going to bolster. I mean, Martinez is going to bolster their defense. They needed that. They needed that presence. I think that Martinez can give on on a defense that that's going to, you know, kind of going through a little bit of, of, of uh, trials and tribulations, I think, in Vegas. I think it's been kind of their weak spot so far. But, you know, I think it's going to help them, and I think it's going to be good for both teams. Well, you know, also remember the uh, the guy that the Vegas Golden Knights got in the expansion draft was Braden McNabb. So, you know, And also Thomas Nozick. Yeah, but, I mean, McNabb and, uh, and Martinez played together. Oh right, 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 right. Very yeah, good. Yeah, they. Right. I think they weren't they on the cup winning team together. I think so. I, I'm not sure if McNabb was on the team, but I'm pretty sure Martinez was. Martinez was for sure, but yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't remember McNabb. But but that's. Yeah, I, I mean, remember. so they they've played together, and this is a you know a reunion a bit on the D, and I I think, uh, you know I I I don't blame the Kings for wanting to do a a flush. They need to. They got to do something. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I just wonder who will be next. We have what another week left until the deadline. What's the deadline? No, is... no. Um, we have today is we have five days left. So not even a week. So yeah, five days. No. And then the other one that happened a couple of days ago, uh, the day before the Toffoli trade, was Tampa Bay starting to load up here. They got Blake Coleman from the Devils. I um, know. That, I mean, <laughs> but that's here's a big the thing. one. But not only did they get a pretty good prospect in Nolan Foote, but a first-round pick. That, I mean, is is Coleman really worth a first-round pick and a good prospect? I, don't I know. think New Jersey made out uh, like a bandit on this one. Well, I think they they had to because to give up Coleman. Now Coleman has a role for Tampa Bay right this minute, and that's oh, why know, they are willing. But I mean, but I mean, is he? I mean, wasn't he, wasn't he maybe more of a second-round pick? I mean, a first-round pick and a prospect like that, that's a, that was a pretty pretty steep price for that. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I, mean, I, we'll I think Jer- Jersey definitely needed some something good for Coleman, for sure. But, you know, I think the other part of that is that, uh, you know, there's going to be a uh, – I think we're not done seeing stuff move. I mean, they Jersey's got to do something. I think they're going to look to – and, you know, I think – I think they're going to look to build around Nico Heischer um, and Blackwood and, you know, Hughes, I, I, I'm sure, is part of the plan. But, you know, he, he's got a ways to go yet. That, that, that kid I mean, is, New, Jersey's got, New Jersey's got to trade Subban. They definitely I, I think do. that they have a great – they have a great – he's a great player. But he stays more focused as Skating Stiletto said. I think he's more interested in his media brand than he is on the ice lately, which I don't necessarily disagree with. But I think he needs to. 
I don't think he needs to be the, the, the guy. I think he needs to be a guy. And playing on a second line of a great defensive team and the second pairing, I think, would be a better thing for him rather than trying to be the man. I don't know. That's just my take on him and, you know, from watching him um, go from, you know, Montreal to Nashville and now to New Jersey. I don't know. I, I think I think they're not done yet. I think that uh, he's going to end up in – and I think a, a, another good place for him to go would be kind of like maybe like a – Arizona or Phoenix or whatever you want to call them, I don't know. Well, I don't but, know. I mean, he's, having, you know, he's having a terrible year, so that's a big part. Having, but of he's life. having a terrible year because it's a terrible team. Yes, right? exactly. I, I know. But I'm he's not a terrible. No, no. no. Subban's get a him, great get him, get him to get him to a team that's 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 pushing for a wild card slot or a team that he can blend in and not have to be have this pressure. I don't think he thrives on the pressure of having to be. A, a top D or a top pairing D. I just don't see. I don't see him being that guy. I, no, I think he, he needs something else that's a little different. No, I agree with you 100 percent on that. You know, Subban is not. He's having a, a, a very average year to a, uh, even a poor year. And you know, it's not. You're, you're right. He's got a terrible team around him. It's just. Yeah, but how, like that's the point. Like, how then at the trade deadline or you know at the end of the year when his contract's up. Do you move him anywhere? You know, it's like where do you, where does he go when you you don't have a? There's not a good story there. Like Coleman, there's a good story. You know, Tampa Bay looks at Coleman. They're like, we're willing to give up some stuff to get this guy for this year. We want to win a cup. This is our year to do it. Coleman's, if he's a he's a puzzle piece to that helps with that. Now here's another thing I was reading. Um, I think it was uh, on their blog. Um, Howard Berger, that we had on, was talking about the Maple Leafs and the fact that there's been some talk supposedly of Drew Doughty not being too happy in LA and maybe they can get something for him too. Uh, I think he's the next domino to fall. And uh, I mean, they could make a marquee humongous trade. And I think I agree with Howard on this. I'm giving him full credit because actually he, he tweeted it. And before I read the entire um, blog, I actually commented on it. He kind of gave me a rolling eyes icon, you know, the emoji, and said, "Read the whole article." <laughs> but I said because my comment was, "He's going to have to have to depart with Marler and Marler, Marner or Nylander. and to for the salary and that sort of thing." He wrote back, "Read the damn article." And I'm like, "Okay, man, I get it, I get it." So Howard, I apologize, but it's true. That's what he did say in the blog, and that's something that that Toronto is going to have to make a move and break up that top four that they have they have to, to bring they have to to bring in a, a top defenseman i think that if you bring a dowdy in um i don't know if Subban's the guy per se but i think that a team like toronto that's now in third place in the atlantic they're pulling themselves up and they're going ahead of the islanders so yeah. this is a team that's rising as, as well as tampa bay tampa bay i think won 10 in a row recently yeah, Tampa I mean, they've, been, they've been on fire. They've been one of the hottest teams in the league lately. So, you know, this is this is something where the bat is going to come down. That Atlantic division is going to be very, very tough to get out of. I, I, I'm not envious of any of those teams or those fans in that in that division because that's one of the toughest divisions that are going to come out of that. Well, you know, the thing is for Toronto that if they want to win a cup, if they want to go the distance – they do have to get their act together in a much more focused manner. And I think that, I mean, I really think that they should have. But they, they accomplished their first goal. We talked about it. They got that backup goalie. No, I they, know. they got, they, they they got, they got someone Campbell, who was solid. Right? Yeah, and, and, and I think that's going to be huge for them. You got to just top it off with a cherry on top with another 
top defenseman. I mean, you could pull in Doughty, a former Norris Trophy winner. I mean, come on. That's going to be disgusting in Toronto if they could pull it off. It would help them and tremendously. Huge, huge. And, you know, you know, you got teams on the rise as well. Look at Philadelphia. They're in third place in the Metro Division. I mean, this is something where you have teams that are kind of coming out kind of with the blue almost that weren't expected. I mean, look at the Metro Division. Oh, Pittsburgh, Washington, Philadelphia. Those are not what anyone I think would have picked at this point in the season. Those top three, but my point is, is that if you if you're going to make a trade at this at this point, you got to trade for something to balance the team out. And I think that for the Maple Leafs, that is what you have to do. Is you have to part with one of those four. And I think the only odd man out is going to be I think is going to be Marler, Marner or Nylander. You're not going to trade Austin Matthews. You're not going to trade Tavares after all that. No, it's going to be one of those other two. And I think no. you put the salary. Opening up, you bring in a, a Dowdy or a PK if you have to, uh, either one, and I think that uh, that would bolster your blue line. And I think that's what I think that's what Toronto needs to kind of get them past that first round because it potentially could be Boston again. Well, I if if I were Mitch Marner, I would I would move. I, I think Mitch Marner is a guy that could head up his own team, and I think that no. Nylander is not. Nylander is a uh, Nylander is a, a a really really strong you know, accessory to a, to a huge team. And like, he's perfect with Matthews and, and, uh, and Tavares. But I think Marner, if I had to move one of those four, I, I think Marner could really do some damage somewhere else on his own and really be a, you know, a franchise player. The, the, the kid's amazing. You know, mm-hmm. he really is. And, I, and he, he's got Matthews and Tavares in front of him, which is going to, going to eclipse how good he can really be. From a leadership standpoint, I, I think if I were him, I would I would look I would look around and find a spot where I could get you know big salary, and and the right people around him. I mean, imagine Marner at, at uh, in Phoenix with Phil Kessel and and uh, sure and those guys. I mean, he you know that would be huge. I mean, so, let's look at let's look at what happened with Zucker. Okay, Zucker, you know. He, here's a guy that that's a, an important part of the Minnesota Wild. Granted, they're having a, an awful year, but the for whatever reason, the Pittsburgh Penguins have had their eye on getting Zucker for the last two years, and they couldn't get him last year, but they got him this year. Zucker comes to the Penguins. He's got Sidney Crosby feeding him now. He's got what, like seven goals or something in, in five or six games since he's been with the Penguins. Right. I mean, right. that that kind of move can happen for Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner can go somewhere else and be a real a real star with the people around him. It's just hard for him on Toronto because there's so much offensive firepower that it almost doesn't add up. And it almost didn't add up this year. And there's still time for it to not add up. I, I would move him. I would. That would be my, that would be my, my choice. And I, if I were Marner, I'd be like, I'm ready to go. Where do you want me? So I got to ask you a question. And this is the burning question. Cause I want to go back over to the Western conference for just a bit. So the other night we're watching, uh, the overtime, uh, game, um, Tampa Bay, Colorado. Mikko Rantanen goes into the boards hard, uh-huh. hard, and against his shoulder. Skates off the ice, arms like dangling like a piece of busted meat, and yep. it looks like he probably had a separated shoulder from, and uh, a dislocation. Who knows what else is going on in there? But he's out, and it says it's going to be, quote, weeks for him to come back. He ain't coming back in March. Nope. Uh, He's going to be back probably, my guess, is going to be the playoffs. But here's the thing. They have five more days, four more days pretty much, to decide what to do in, 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 uh, in Colorado to try to replace him. I mean, he's fourth in team in scoring. 
Um, I mean, he has 41 points this season, 19 goals, 22 assists. You don't just replace that off uh, on the fly like that. They also have other players out right now. Nazem Kadri, who was a huge boon to their team uh, uh, this season when he came over, yeah. uh, really kind of not just you know on the ice, but also from an emotional perspective because he is a you know good team player except for when he does these stupid penalties. But I always liked him in Toronto, just that he sometimes loses his head. But also Matt Calvert is out. Um, you know, Colin Wilson is out. So they got some injuries in Colorado. They have four more days to try to get something to f- plug into that lineup whether it's going to be if Rantanen comes back or someone else, but they got to do something. They do. And frankly, I, you know, I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm not just going to try to bring up, you know, my team necessarily every, every podcast, but uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do it here. Jason, it wouldn't be a Dr. Hockey podcast without you talking about the Detroit Red Wings. So shoot, who's the, who's your now, target? Now, for the... now, now granted, granted he's a left wing, but I sure he could probably play on the right wing if he had to, but Athanasio. The, the big talk oh, in Detroit is trading Athanasio. And apparently we're hearing rumors that he's not going to fit into Heiserman's plan for the rebuild. Um, there's a lot of kind of – there's a lot of players and there's also some not-so-great contracts that are expiring at the end of the season, thankfully, and people that are not going to be re-signed. And I think Heiserman's going to have a pretty much getting to that clean slate we wanted to. But he's going to get something really juicy for Athanasio, and I think he'd be a great fit in Colorado. And I think he's not going to go down without getting something for him, though, because he's going to probably bring in if, you know, if what's his name got went over, you know, uh, Tampa Bay got what's his name from uh, New Jersey. They're going to have to try to, you know, get a first round pick and a prospect, I think, for Frathen to see you. So, well, do they that's, have I that? Think, the, I mean, do, does Colorado, Colorado? have? Uh, yeah. What do they have to trade for him? I mean, that's. that's a, I, it's going to have to be a first round pick. And I think they're going to if they have a chance to make this run, cup run. Uh, let's put it this way: they were, they're, they're, they're a very, very balanced team. But when you you can't have a player like Rantanen that's going to go out like that, who's fourth on team in scoring, and then expect that you're going to still have the same type of effectiveness coming in playoff time. So, you know, with his his return in doubt, I think you have to do something for insurance. And I don't, you know, whether or not Athanasiu signs with them again at the end of the season, but I think he'd be a good fit in Colorado. Put him on the uh, on the right wing if he can, and. Um, <laughs> make some changes around, put him on the left wing. Whatever you got to do, I think that would be a good trade for Colorado. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, well, I think Athanasio is is a good player for a lot of teams. Um, you know, he's just not a great team for Detroit. He doesn't have the the support that he needs there, and he doesn't have the coaching. No. That he, you know, like he just doesn't. He there was some he, but, but there was some issues, but there, he does. But there were some issues with him. He held out last year, then he. Hasn't didn't have a really good season. He's not been doing great this season. He, has, he was hurt. I mean, it's, just, it's been it's been one of those things where it just hasn't. I don't think it's it's worked. I don't think it's worked out. But he's a solid player. He's very fast, and I think he'd probably do better on a team with maybe a better support staff right now. And I think we need to we need to kind of echo what's going on with L.A. and start you know dumping players. But listen, the season's already written off. I think if Eiserman uh, can get some other picks out of this, uh, you know, it would be great. And I think he's definitely worth a first rounder, is my opinion. If someone wants to say that you get a good, good solid player in a second round, fine, we'll do it. But I, I don't know who Colorado's going to want to part with at this point because they're already kind of hurting. Yeah, so they, they don't. Have, I think you'd be a good fit there. Colorado doesn't have the troops to give up right now. I mean, they need they need no. Matt Calvert and and Ratnan to make this run. You just want to get a Colorado that has Calvert on the back of it. That's what I think. Well, <laughs> uh, you know. Matt Calvert's a great player. He was great with the with the Jackets. No, no relation, obviously. There are a lot right. of Calverts in this world, but 
you know, he, he's a really strong player. And, you know, he's not, you know, not going to be a 40-goal scorer. But, you know, Matt Calvert does a lot of things on the ice that, that help the other star players to do their thing. And he does get key goals. He gets game winners. He, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a good player. And, and having him out is, you know, you, you can't say, okay, Nathan McKinnon, just beat everybody yourself. It's not going to happen. So let me ask you a question real quick before I, I, I want to ask you this. Um, so of the teams that you see that are not in wildcard, whether they're in – I'm going to read off some teams to you right now. I'm going to go from the Western Eastern Conference first, then I'm going to go to the Western Conference. Of the teams that are in contention for the wildcard, I'm going to go in order from one to four. Okay. okay. Which, of these two, which, of these, which of these two teams do you think are going to get into the wildcard? The Islanders, Carolina, Columbus, and Florida. Hmm. I, I, you know, just because of the uh, the Q factor, I think that Florida is going to make the playoffs this year. So and Florida and who else? Let's just say, let's just say, if, if the top three spots in each division are set right now, just for the wild card purely at this point. So Florida and who else do you think? I mean, I, you have you have the Island, Islanders, Carolina, or Columbus. You know, Islanders are on a downtrend, and I'm not sure why. So I think they're going to miss. And you know. The I, I think the Jackets five, get in. Four and the Islanders are five four and one. So you're saying the Islanders do not make the playoffs this year, right? I, I'm saying I'm saying wow. Islanders don't make the playoffs, and I'm saying the Jack the Jackets get themselves in. They're on a good up, obviously. Although it's very hard because they are definitely not going to have Seth Jones. So no, no that's, that's a humongous that's a hit for huge, them. Huge, huge hit. Um, I don't know. I think the Islanders are just having a bit of a, of a lull. I think it's going to be the Islanders are going to get in, whether they get you know one of the top three in the division or not. They're going to get in the playoffs. I think it's going to be Islanders and Carolina. Those are that's my two picks. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say Florida and I'm going to say Florida and Carolina. I think the Islanders miss, and I think I think the Jackets are probably going to miss because of Seth. I mean, I I, I, I don't know. You know, you have such a the the Jackets have been even even with him out, they've still been doing okay. I have to kind of no. look at their, but I'm I'm gonna say they're gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna be that Florida's making it. The, the Barkov and those guys are just they're playing great and they got they got the Q, you mm-hmm. know, Quenville and then yeah I mean Carolina I'm gonna go Islanders Islanders Florida and on that note we're going to take a commercial break back in a moment. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get the extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code, Dr. Hockey. That's D-R-H-O-C-K-E-Y. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com. B-L-U-E-Chew.com. 
BlueChew.com. Promo code Dr. Hockey to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Let's talk hockey. We go, we go to the Western Conference. I, I, I said Islanders and uh, Carolina. Let me, ask you, another, let me yeah. ask you another Eastern Conference question. Yeah. I mean, you know, you and I can, you know, talk about, you know, the fact that I, I like the Pittsburgh Penguins, but is it, it's bizarre to me that they are where they are. I mean, they're, they're now, you know, probably going to go back and forth with uh, Washington for the first spot for the rest of the season. You know, number one in the Metro division. But I, I just did not see them. I didn't think they were going to miss the playoffs, but I just didn't see them pulling together the kind of, you know, firepower that they are. It's very, yeah, I, I just, very I, unusual. I, I, I know, know you hate them. I don't and, know if it's going to be. No, 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 no. It's nothing to do with that. I don't know if it's sustainable for a playoff or a deep playoff run, though. I don't well, think that's going to be they, the case. They've got a lot of youth now, and I mean, what's a youth? Uh, they got youths, <laughs> a lot of youths. But I gotta <laughs> say, and that Jason Zucker, it, it, it they're gonna. I don't know how they're gonna get the smile off his face. Like every time he scores a goal, you know, there's Crosby, like you know, drawing everybody to him, be like, oh, here, Jason, just please put this in the net. I mean, it is like, right. it's really, like, that. that's a Jim Rutherford thing. Like, Rutherford knew, like, if we get this guy Zucker, it's going to add up for us. And and mm-hmm. sure enough, it does. And I think that's where you kind of see how powerful a good GM is. You know, and of course, they always, when things go to, go to hell, they always blame the GM, like, a la, you know, Ray Shero, you know, getting mm-hmm. fired from the Devils. But I don't know. It's it's interesting. I mean, Washington's playing great. They've got all the firepower. But I, I think, quite honestly, I think both of those teams are just. I, I don't see how they can go deep in the playoffs. It's just. It, it's really hard to, as we know, it's the hardest trophy in sports to win. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, the age of those two teams. You know, Backstrom's old on the on Washington. Like the, you know, Tom Wilson's no spring chicken. Like, how are they going to do that again? I don't know. It's it's interesting. We'll see. I, I know right. that that's the other part about the Metro Division is that those teams are going to kick the crap out of each other, and you know once they get into the the third round. So, so same for the Western Conference. So the Western Conference, you obviously have your top teams in each conference: St. Louis, Dallas, and Colorado in the Central. Pacific is Edmonton, Vegas, and Vancouver. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't we'll see. It's still a little early to say if these are going to change or not. But just again, if just the season ended tomorrow and you had the wild card, here's the order of the, of the wild card. In, in, in from number one to number four, Calgary, Arizona, Winnipeg, and Nashville. Which of those four teams gets in if the season ends tomorrow? Arizona and Winnipeg. Hmm. Okay. Because it's interesting, of, all, of those top four teams, Calgary has a minus 10 goal differential, and they're still in the number one wild card position. But, you know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's really telling, I think, that the, how much better the Eastern Conference is than the Western Conference. And a team like Nashville that had that perennial favorite every year to get in just could never get over the hump. And I think they're, like as we talked about it, I think it was even six months ago, their, window, their window's closing, if not closed. I don't see them being able to mount a response in the last, you know, 20 games or so that we have um, to be able to get into the playoffs. And if they do, I don't think I don't see them doing anything except for losing the first round. Yeah, they, so, they you know, I think they have aged themselves out of that window yeah. in a big way, and yeah. it's unfortunate. I do think that if I were, you know, sitting there as one of those, uh, 
you know, the Austin Watsons or Philip Forsbergs, I, at this point I might start thinking like, you know, I'd like to go to Pittsburgh too. <laughs> you know, yep. it's like, yep, yep, like yep. boy, I might look good next to Nathan McKinnon, you know, because I mean, think about it like that. Those guys probably have, you know, another seven or eight really strong years, but their team is, is, is over no. the hump, you know, they're just, no, and what's going to happen is they're going to start because Renee's going to probably end up retiring. I can't see he's going to be going very much longer. And if he doesn't, I don't know if they're going to potentially leave him unprotected. But I mean, boy, uh, you're going to start seeing those some of those players and those big names, as you said, much like Forsberg and Yossi. Uh, they're going to be uh, wearing different uniforms very, very soon. I think that team's going to end up having to kind of blow things up and going to have to move on. But I don't well, know. We'll, we'll see what happens, but yeah, you know they it's, should. It's, uh, the pro- these the, these long term mega contracts, I think, are are a problem in the NHL. I don't like them. I don't like what it does to the teams, and and it makes it sort of like, you know, it, because it is. It's so much the data that drives these. Now, once in a while, things happen that you're just like, how is that even possible that that's going on? But but it's rare. It's it's almost like you kind of can predict what's going to happen based on the data. And watching the the, the Nashville Predators, like they're, they're at a different age point now. I mean, it's what's happened with the Ducks and the Kings. You know, the Sharks for to some extent. I mean, the Sharks never. I mean, their their years. Done. Yeah, they're done. done. Their their years no, were two thousand. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen yeah, were their yeah. years. I mean, Carlson's kind of like looking around, like, wait, did I sign here? I think I signed the wrong name. Yeah. <laughs> <I saw. laughs> I signed uh, Dave Smith. I didn't mean sign. I didn't sign it. You know, I think he's looking. To, he's got. He's got. He's got to look to go elsewhere. Joe Thornton's done. He's not going to win his cup. Uh, that team needs to just get literally just blown up. As as uh, as uh, Curly would say, it looks like we're going to have to blast. <laughs> <laughs> that team's going to have to go, and they're just going to have to just start from scratch. And you know, yeah, it was nice that they brought back Marlowe, but I mean, it's. It didn't help the team at all. They're minus thirty nine goal differential. They're in, uh, you know, third worst team in the Western Conference. Uh, it, this is just a disaster for San Jose fans after being in the Cup Finals recently, and uh, the team has just fallen like a stone. So, you know, listen, it, it's uh, it happens. It's part of the league, but you have to hope in that window you have, which is a three to five year window, you're going to win a cup. If you don't, you're looking for the next cycle. Are the Boston Bruins going to win a cup? Um, well, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, how great was that clip that you posted the other day uh, about uh, Marshawn getting um, cross-checked from the back after he just did it to someone in the in the goalie crease at the uh, end when the whistle blew? He, he's ridiculous. Taste uh, of his own medicine. It just, uh, and he got up and complained and cried and whined about it. It was such a great thing to see him get just, just blasted from behind. He's, he is the dirtiest player in the NHL. It's, it's just really yeah. hard to it, – it's just – it's gross, you know. I just I can't watch a guy like that play because I mean he's so talented on one hand, you know, as a goal scorer and he he's makes things happen and he's tough as nails, but he he's just so dirty. Like he's just like you like it just speaks to his character, and it's very hard to watch. I, I don't I don't like that, and uh, you know it's like uh, I don't know if you. Saturday, Bob Mennery posted, uh, you know, one of his hilarious clips about Altuve hitting that home run off Chapman above the Yankees in the semifinals mm-hmm. for the for the uh, American League pennant. Right, and, and it's just, you know, and he he does it justice as Bob Mennery always does, but like it's just it's it's just awful to watch. Like, I mean, how can you even like like 
I don't even know what I would even say to Altuve if he was, came up to me and said, like, yeah, like even like, hey, you know, how's your podcast? I'd be like, you know, it's great, and I, I can't even like watch Major League Baseball anymore because of you. Like, it's just, it's just the worst, and that's kind of right. where I am with Marshawn. It's like, you know, I, I, lo- I love hockey, but like what you do to people when nobody's watching, you know, and the cameras are still on you, you, you see. What he does, and he, you know, he sweeps legs. He does things to people that are potential career-ending cheap shots. He's the Johnny it, Lawrence of uh, the NHL. It's awful. I, I can't stand right? it. I, I really, I really don't like it. And I, and I would, you know, if, if he were standing in front of me, I'd say, you know, I would tell you I don't like it, but I'd be afraid when I turn around, you cheap shot me. You know, it's like it's <laughs> awful. It's not cool, and I don't like that. And you know, I think as long as you're, you know, willing to hurt people. In a in that, you know, just totally underhanded, mm-hmm. you know, just absolutely, it's just, it's just all, it's just so cowardly, and yeah, you know, because you, you can't do that to people, you know, you shouldn't so, do that to people, you know, think of who he's doing it to, like he's when he sweeps those legs when people aren't looking and you know knocks the guys down under their heads, like he's mm-hmm. he's sweeping multi million dollar, you know, seventy and eighty million dollar contract guys. Exactly, an yeah. and, and and that shouldn't be allowed. Like I, I said it before, there was a few years back. I saw one of those cheap shots. And I said this guy should be banned from the NHL because he, he it's not safe to be on the ice with him. And if I was getting paid twelve million dollars a year in my contract, I would say you know I'm not going out on the ice with that guy because he can potentially end my career. Mm-hmm. And nobody does mm-hmm. anything about it. It's totally okay with the NHL. They're fine with it. Like they just let him do right. it. You know, give him a couple minutes here. But then, you know, guys are out with, like, bad injuries from this dude. It, it's, it's wrong. Well, that's the difference. I think, I think with Marshawn, most of the time he's intending to hurt rather than he's yes. uh, from a competitive perspective. And that's the problem. That's the difference. Absolutely. He is, he's 100% um, cheating those people out of their safety. It's not right. Right. So, so final word then, which, which team gets out of the West in the wild card? Calgary, Arizona, Winnipeg, Nashville. Of those four. I mean, it could be anyone else. I don't think Minnesota or Chicago or San Jose or Anaheim or L.A. is going to have a remote chance. No, I think it's so Arizona and Winnipeg. Four, Arizona and Winnipeg. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking by it. I think Arizona gets All right, in the I'm playoffs gonna go Calgary. I'm going with Calgary and win Arizona. Calgary. So we both agree on Arizona. If I had to pick those two. Yeah. I just think Cal- Calgary's missing some stuff. I really do. They, they're, they're different Oh, teams. I'm not saying they're going to do well. I'm just saying they're going to get into the playoffs. <laughs> I'm not saying they're going to do well. I'm just... <laughs> of, of, the, of, of the teams, you know, picking here, it's like trying to pick, a, you know, someone from the Democratic uh, candidates. You know, you're like, well, I don't know which one am I going to pick here. It's, no, I'm not really happy with anything. So, wow. but I think Calgary and Arizona are the two that I would probably, uh, you know, um, go with on that. But you know, listen, I, I mean, it's it's something that anything can happen. You're an injury away sometimes. I mean, obviously McDavid has you know been injured, and you know, but you know, I think the good thing is, is that I liked seeing. The fact that Dreisaitl stood up for himself and said, hey, I don't need Connor McDavid to be a great player. And, I mean, I don't think he said it in so, so many words, but he basically insinuated that, which, I'm sorry, he's 100% correct. Totally. He doesn't need McDavid. <laughs> I think Dreisaitl would be phenomenal on any team, on any line he's playing with. It just so happens he's on a great team with, like, Edmonton right now. So, you know what, good for him for kind of setting the record straight and, and that sort of thing. It wasn't a knock on McDavid at all. And if, if McDavid took it that way, he shouldn't. It's just saying that, hey, listen, I'm standing up for myself. I'm my own man, and I, I, I think he should be commended for that. No, I think um, that, that Vancouver, you, we, I think with Mc, with uh, with Drysital and McDavid, you have a very similar situation as you have with Crosby and Malkin, 
You know, Crosby goes, out with, Crosby goes out with an injury. You know, Malkin was like he scored up a storm while, while Crosby was out. Yeah, but, and, but but the difference is they haven't really come after Malkin the same way when Crosby was out saying, oh, well, you're not anything without Crosby. It wasn't the same thing they've given to him. Now, maybe it's because he has three cups. I don't know, but but I think Drysaddle felt a little on the defensive. That was my take on it. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, somebody maybe. wants to write to us and say if I'm wrong on it, but that was my my feeling on it. But listen, we're going to see what's going to happen. It's going to pan out, and uh, I think that we're not this 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 trade frenzy is not over with yet. And I'm really interested to see one thing and one thing only, and that's to see if uh, King Henrik stays with the Rangers or not. Because I think, frankly, if he's a, if he if he if he stays with them. He is an absolute fool. That's it. Totally. I agree. I think, and I, think, I, think, I think the team's moving on from him. I think the team's moving on from him, and I don't think he realizes that, the, that, that that's the case right now, and he's in the lifeboat, and they're still on the, on the cruise ship because right now they have a goalie issue in you know, a goalie backlog there in, 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 in New York, and I'll leave you with this final thought on that, that I don't think that uh, he's necessarily the absolute number one anymore. He's not. They've said it. I mean, you got to read the New yeah. York Post, man. I've been checking this out because I'm waiting to see where he goes because he's he is not he is not invited to the party in New York anymore. I think King Henrik should take the hint and he should go where somebody wants him. Yeah, they need to trade um, probably uh, Gorgiev. They're going to probably trade him, as my guess. Uh, if they if, if they're smart about it, I think that you know a team like the Wings would be the one to to, to want to get a goalie like that if they could. Uh, but um, hey, listen, I'd even take him for straight up for Athanasiu. You never know. Uh, but the point I'm trying to make is is that um, Henrik has got to read the tea leaves here and say, listen, you're not going to win a cup with this team. You're going to be way too old before the team goes. They're going to have too many goalies here. They're not going to want to pay you that salary. Go to Boston. Be you know, they replace Halak as Rask's backup, uh, or even on Pittsburgh, uh, or any pretty much any contending team like that. Yeah, Vasilevsky's backup, whatever they got to do. I, I think he needs to go to a team that has, you know, in the top three or four teams to win a cup, and I think he'll, you know, you know, he'll he'll uh, he'll be much happier that way, and he'll still retire his number in New York. That's still going to happen, for sure. Yeah, no, he, there's, he's there's, amazing. there's no way that's not going to happen. Yeah, but you know, it's still going to be one of those situations. Yeah, he's a great goalie, but never won. But never won a cup, and I think he wants to be the man to win the cup, and that's not going to happen. And he's going to be replaced, and he's going to be lower on the list, and you know, and the goalie depth chart and all that. And it's going to be one of those things where he's just going to fade away. And um, I don't know. I, I like to see him win. So we'll see what happens with that. That's the big thing I'm looking for right now. We'll know next week so, when we have John Blue on as our as our guest. We'll be talking goalies for sure. Goalies. <laughs> That's gonna be great. Speaking of which, I got to I got to get a blue jersey and have him sign it for me. Definitely, I, I would. Yeah. I think we both should do that. Yeah. All right, man. Well, this is a good okay. roundup. A lot of good stuff. I'll catch up with you uh, next week for uh, the John Blue sighting in uh, Action Park Media Studios, and uh, we'll go from there. Sounds good. All right, man. This is the Dr. Hockey Podcast, signing off with your prescription for the NHL. Thanks for listening to Dr. Hockey. Check out new episodes every Thursday and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or at podcastone.com. DrHockeyShop.com. That's the place to get hoodies, hats, T-shirts, 
all the greatest gear from the Dr. Hockey Podcast. If you're a fan of Dr. Hockey Podcast and you love what we're doing, support us by getting some gear and tag us on your social media. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love. 